0: In the limitless expanse of space, not everyone is destined for greatness. These are their stories.
1: very random encounters a show where we play pen and paper rpgs and if we've randomly determined as many things as possible including characters villains names places and other dark matter stuff it all comes together to be a very random encounter i'm travis i'm lee i'm logan and i'm greg
2: i want you all to know that i did that without looking at the doc i know i had to think about it a lot
3: wow
1: Lirian, would you be able to give me a recap of the events of last week's episode?
2: Why, sure. Shift 9 talked to that locket that we found and found out that it's, uh, well, I guess it's sentient, so we've, and and it has a name, its name is O'Hare, and we've decided definitely we are not going to toss it into a black hole. That was a bit of a point of contention between us. Carol? talked to Tuva about her new role as the leader of Daydream Station, and it didn't go great. She's, uh, well, Tuva's not real excited about how that whole thing went down, which, I mean, you know, there's two sides to every story, I guess. And let's see. Well, the only other thing was that I stopped talking to Shift9 for a few days because I was irritable that I was wrong and Shiv I was right, and I don't take that very well sometimes. And Anyway, we worked it out in the end, and we all agree now. I think that Yay. was
1: it. Sounds right. So, it's been a little while since last week's episode. I mean, in not since we last recorded, but I just mean it's been a little while in the fiction, uh, because you've been traveling through space, and you've arrived at... Oh, I should have given this asteroid a name. Let me do random asteroid name generator (laughs) meteor name generator is that close enough let's see yeah Ooh, that's good you have arrived at a heavenly body known as the tranquil comet Hmm. um i think from the name uh, i I think we get the image of this of a comet that actually moves pretty slowly um but it's still classified as a as a comet and i think it has it's like uh, got a very smooth surface Hmm. The Tranquil Comet just happens to be right now basically in the middle point between all of the interested parties uh, from uh, the events of this season. It's kind of in the middle between the Earth system and the Ariana system, and it's serving as a meeting point to uh, for diplomacy and, and discussion about what to do about this recent crisis on Ariana Prime. Namely, the individuals or the organizations present, the organizations represented are, of course, your own organization, which I guess, what do we call you? Are you just like, are you you higher being? Is that just what we call you, I suppose? Sure. I think Um, so, yeah. Yeah. So we have representation from higher being. We have representation from two Daydream Station groups. There are actually two groups that have laid claim to the sort of the next in line in daydream station um the first they're both they both just call themselves daydream station they they because it's like if they change the name then they're seen as the one that's illegitimate right if one of them is called daydream station and the other one is called like frankie's boys (laughs) then it's like well clearly daydream (laughs) Daydream stations so the two groups are leading towards frankie's boys they they seem real nice uh so the two groups are the Tuvas group it's mostly the sort of the administrative staff who's just trying to like keep things together Um, and then uh, and they've they've kind of had like a isolationist stance like we're just going to keep to ourselves like we've kept to ourselves before um, and they're going to advocate just don't bother us we won't bother you Uh, and then you have Frankie's boys which are led by uh, Frankie who you met uh, a few times you first met in the the oil refinery and then you met again and he's one of the insectoid aliens, although he's obviously not calling his group Frankie's Boys, but we can just call it that for our purposes. <laughs> um, their stance is that there's a power vacuum there and it shouldn't be filled by outside forces. And so as a result, they're advocating a sort of temporary, almost like a military. Is it junta? Is that the right word? Like a temporary military takeover by the neighborhood watch until a new constitution can be drafted for daydream station that's their uh, advocacy then we have the four major factions of the game we have fable the invisible scarlet shark soldiers and the karma order everybody's there Um, There's like a bar that's been put up in the comet. There's been like a hotel that's been quickly erected on the comet. Other than that, there's not a lot of sightseeing to do since it just happened to be the thing that was right in the middle. All of these things were built to fit this conference, this council meeting. Um, So it's like the week leading up to the official council meeting and there's a lot of sort of backdoor diplomacy going on and that's what we're going to do this week. Each one of you, you can pick one of those groups that I listed off other than yourselves, obviously um, and you can try to schmooze them a little bit to influence their reaction and their their stance uh, before the council meeting and before any sort of retaliation happens on the part of any of these factions.
2: Okay, I have a question. Yeah. What is karma's Relationship to Daydream Station.
1: Hmm, that's a good question. The Karma Order see themselves as a neutral force that sort of keeps the peace and uh, ensures, uh, like, justice is enacted throughout this sort this system that is otherwise independent. They don't really see themselves as the government of this area they control, but like, if someone does something bad they feel justified in going in and punishing that person so it's almost like they see daydream station as their as sort of like their protectorate in that way like they'll respect daydream stations autonomy until someone from there you know commits genocide or whatever uh, yeah. and then they would go in and stop it
3: okay. so it's, it's time has passed since last episode what's new with o'hare what, what have they mm. been up to
1: I think O'Hare is speaking more I think its communication is uh, or, or its ability to speak is becoming clearer it does this interesting thing where it never refers to its it just it just doesn't refer to itself other than that first time when it said its name was O'Hare it'll tell you its name is O'Hare um but you'll notice in in last week's episode it never said like i want to read your thoughts it just said Want read thoughts? (laughs) Yeah, it's its sense of self is kind of still lacking. It's it started now. It would say want to read your thoughts. Like it understands people external to it, but it has a difficult time understanding itself and it as a thing that is separate from the universe. That's a difficult concept for it to grasp. Uh, But otherwise, it seems the the thing acts like a kid. You know, it it runs around. It jump. It like jump ropes it it <laughs>, laughs and it smiles and it well doesn't really smile because it does I, well does it have a face what is the chassis you made for it look like
3: i you know i th- thought it'd be funny if we actually just repurposed opus is that the the that's the, the poodle? poodle yeah
1: yeah perfect yeah <laughs> so in that case it's like it likes playing fetch it (laughs) it's seen how dogs work and is like sure i'll be one of those that seems fun (laughs) and so it does all of the dog things
3: yeah that's where that's where o'hare's at has it interacted with the crew and it has there has there been any negativity at all or is everybody pretty pretty chill uh some people are pretty taken
1: aback by like sometimes it'll just feel like their memories are being read uh Which is kind of wild if you don't expect that to happen, and maybe some people don't want their memories to be read for yeah. specific reasons, but yeah, it's not we, deleting anybody's memories.
3: If somebody if somebody spoke up about that, I think Shiv and I would have a talk about consent with O'Hare. Yeah, and probably after that talk, it would get it. Okay.
2: Did we decide on an official plan of action in regards to O'Hare last time? I mean, not throw it in a black hole was... <laughs> part of it but did we decide if we were gonna like just be like here's another member of our party
3: that's i think that's where shift nine is
2: okay yeah that's fine with me i just wasn't sure i couldn't remember if we like said for sure
3: carol any input
2: um
0: no i mean pretty sure (laughs) carol has just kept a wide berth from o'hare just i mean that's just sort of a scene as to why he's been keeping a very wide berth from o'hare But he's definitely, ever since that's come into existence, anybody on the ship has noticed that if
1: O'Hare enters, he leaves. Mm, Hmm. Interesting. Hmm. Any more questions about the state of affairs before we jump into you schmoozing up with some uh, factions?
2: No, I think we're good. I think I'm good.
1: Who knows who they want to talk to? So who's representing the Sharks? That is Ram Remington, the golem man who first gave you the mission, although he is there with Buatrol. Okay. Uh, Buatrol the snake is there too, but Ram Remington is the official, uh, he's sort of the final say and, and Buatrol is there as like their witness for for what went down there because he was close enough. I, I think
0: Carol definitely wants to meet with them, but he wants to meet with Buatrol first.
1: Okay. Where do you meet him on this comment? There's a hotel, there's a bar, I think probably someone, there's probably like a pop-up market that some folks from the nearby, from whatever system is nearby, have, have put up to, you know, make, turn a quick profit from this diplomatic meeting. Definitely the bar.
0: Okay. And also anybody who's watching and paying attention to Carol. Like, he sets up the meeting and then he's just, you know, he's done, Carol's was a nice boy but a, a somewhat nervous boy sometimes mm-hmm. and i think before the actual meeting people who are just around see him for the first time ever he's in his room changing clothing like <laughs> constantly <laughs> like he puts something on mm. and then like it's immediately taken off and he puts something else on and, Let me ask
3: this question, do yes. all the outfits look pretty much the same yes. from anybody who's not Carol?
0: <laughs> yes. I mean, they're all very, like, he buy, He finds an outfit he likes and he buys it in 15 colors. We're going <laughs> to put colors and quotes in there because they're all various shades of either black or gray. Earth tones. <laughs> you know, black, gray, earth tones. Um, but he keeps switching out and does that up until he has to leave. <laughs>
1: What does he leave what in? What does it end he, up looking like? I think
0: he finally ends up in just, like, an all, like, it's all black, but it's two different shades of black. Mm-hmm. <laughs> cool. And he finally just storms out like he doesn't want to talk to anybody. He's just a bundle of energy. And that's mm. how he just sort of arrives at the bar.
1: When you get there, boo is already there. He's already one drink in. He looks stunning. <gasps> he is wearing like before you saw him wearing like the unif the scarlet shark uniform of like the leather jacket with the shark LED on the back. He's not wearing that because he's not he's not in duty and you notice you swear you've seen the jacket that he is wearing. It's like a really floral um embroidered thing that that's sort of like the flowers that are on it are sort of animated and and they will like bloom slowly over time um and it's really pretty you swear that you did see adia wearing that same jacket before (laughs) which is a little weird but yeah so yeah he's wearing that embroidered sort of animated embroidered jacket um just just like a plain white t-shirt under it and then just a solid color pant that really that plays nicely with uh uh with that jacket you know as a reminder he's like a fungus dude uh well he's a human who's like Ben, a dead human, who is now animated by the fungus. (laughs) Wild. Anyway, (laughs) he turns to you as you walk in, and he looks at you, and he goes, "Uh, "Hey, buddy, you looking great? Thanks for uh, yeah, thanks for coming out. We can finally get that that drink. It's it's been too long." Yeah.
0: uh, Yeah. You um.
1: Yeah. Yeah.
0: Um. Yeah. You know. Um. Yeah. I've never really been on official business like this. I mean, this isn't really official. I
1: thought, oh boy, what are you drinking?
0: I like that jacket.
1: Uh Oh, thanks. Uh, Yeah. Let me, let me buy you a drink. Uh, uh, What is it? What does he buy you? What do you want? What do you ask for? I think at first he like just
0: stares at all of the options and is just somewhat like you can see the math of, okay, what's, what am I supposed to drink? Mm -hmm. Yeah. How about a sp- this thing called a spritzer? Yeah, that sounds good. What is a spritzer? I don't. Know,
1: I don't. What is a spritzer? It's basically carbonated water with some flavoring in it. Oh, okay. <laughs> uh, I think he just. I think he just smiles, and the bartender serves you up something a little nicer. But neither of them say that thing you ordered isn't a real drink. You know, I think he and the bartender probably had a discussion before, and they're they're buddy buddy, and so bartender knows that he wants the date to go well so they're they're not neither of them are going to interrupt and so they just give you something a little nicer than that Buatrol orders this weird drink that like it comes in like a glass you would you would expect like whiskey to come in and this uh purple liquid is poured in and then a a spherical solid is dropped into it that changes the color to a bright blue and then it's drunk weird that's what he's drinking and so he says uh yeah, so, I don't know, I just thought, I'm just glad we got together, because it feels like, it feels like a lot went down pretty fast, uh, but well, now things are kind of settling down, what are your, you got plans and after this, you heading back to Earth System, where, uh, what's well, up, uh,
0: well, yeah, you know, I got the show, I'm, you know, well, I mean, I'm assuming we still have a show that I have to work on. <laughs> it's been fun to watch. Did you catch the live stream, where
1: you, are you a subscriber? I mean, I mean, most of it, you know, I mean... I, I catch most of the highlights. Uh, I don't watch the all of the live stream just because I don't have, you know, I got a lot of work to do. But I, I always yeah. catch the highlights and I catch the live stream if I hear something uh, fucking wild is going down. So I watched that whole goddamn bunker sequence with that, that crazy lady. That was fucking wild. Yeah, it
0: was. That was nuts.
1: And you blew up a goddamn wall, Carol?
0: Well, yeah. I mean, well, it's I mean. fucking rad. Yeah, it was pretty. They get most people thought that was pretty not nice of me to do. Um, but, you know, I needed a door. And, you know, <laughs> you know how it goes. Sometimes you need to get out. And they weren't opening the door. How? Uh. Okay, so I want to get the sort of unpleasantness out of the way first. What are the sharks going to do?
1: Oh. Oh, that's why you came.
0: N- well, no, I mean, uh, uh, no, I mean, yes, both sort of. Like I'm really lost in space on this one
1: <laughs> yeah i think i I think I get you it's been it's been weird for for everybody. Well, sharks are gonna do what they always do. a situation like this, well, there aren't a lot of situations quite like this, but a situation kind of like this they're gonna say that the people who are in control of that area are unjustly hoarding supplies, and that the lavish life that the folks on the surface of the planet live is, is unfair for the, for the people who are slaving away underground and that therefore, uh, some shark operatives should be sent in to, uh, make sure that the resources are redistributed. And, you know, that's basically going to end up with the planet being under, uh, shark control, which I don't know, probably, probably better than what they had going on. I don't know. And, like yeah, um, almost definitely better than the chaos there right now. I don't know. But you know,
0: maybe could they not?
1: <laughs> yeah, but what if
0: they <laughs> um, just didn't? I mean, it's possible like like I Okay, mean, like, like okay, okay. Um, so they were you and then they broke free from you. And I don't think they wanna go back and maybe maybe they should just be left alone. I mean definitely not Frank the Frankie, they're criminals and they probably need to go to a jail. But like, you know, a lot of this happened because of what they were, and I don't know that necessarily continuing those patterns is the
1: best thing. So maybe not. Give me two D six plus influence. Twelve. Whoa. <laughs> okay. So trying to think of what which influence move makes the most sense. I think command is real weird for this yeah it's no yeah it's too weird so i guess in that sense uh we just go general and say it's a face adversity rule you overcome the opposition or danger just as you described um so i think what happens here is well i think i mean i i I think like they
0: have a discussion and i think for the first time to anybody carol explains exactly what he went through defending his home and how that absolutely informed everything how he is now. Yeah. And that everybody at Daydream Station will fight them. They have made a home and they absolutely deserve to keep that home. And while they were the spark that started it, that if they enter violence into it then it is just going to be violent and Carol lived through that and ultimately was forced to leave from that and I think like all the nervousness that Carol had before just drops away because he's finally just sort of explaining in his mind why he is who he is and I think in that process can finally express why he thinks they need to be free.
1: Buatrol finishes his drink, and he says, <laughs> "You know, uh, from watching the show, you know the highlights. They e- the way they edit make you look like you're this like a immo- immovable force or whatever. Like you're just like pure brawn. And I mean you're a little guy, but like y- you you pack pure brawn with that gun of yours. And like they don't." S- <laughs> they don't show that side of you that I that I really like. Um you got you think in interesting ways and, and you got you got a good handle on how, how how people work and how communities work and uh yeah, I'll let I'll let Ram know your perspective and I'll I'll see what see what we can do about Yeah. Maybe doing things a little differently. Yeah.
0: Also, um we got the guy with no mouth, so you know if the sharks wanna like string oh, you somebody got Bert? Yeah, if you see, if you want to string somebody up on front of a ship and you know, drive them around the galaxy as a, like warning or whatever. Oh my god! I don't oh, know. No, but it's great. Oh okay,
1: he's a great guy. Yeah, well, they. I mean, were a, little, o- a little ruthless sometimes, but he's uh, overall pretty great. He's a yeah. good buddy of mine. We used to play. We used to play space dice together. He can't stay <laughs>
0: there. They. That's why they. He's. Oh yeah. Yeah. Okay. So we got him. So you know. Anyways, enough of business. So how.
1: How was space? <laughs> uh, he says, "You know, it was a little boring. You got all the, uh, you got all the action. I just got had to sit on another planet. Well, to be honest, you you keep a secret, Carol.
0: Absolutely.
1: I uh may or may have taken advantage of some of the uh, chaos. The last day there, jumped over a planet, over to." Ariana Prime hopped into Daydream Station and, uh, might have picked up a few new duds for myself. What do you think? How do I look? Oh, yeah. That, you look, um... You look better than I thought a person could look. Aww. Thank you. And, uh, he goes in for a kiss. Do you reciprocate? Yep. Yep. (sighs) And I think, uh, the, so the drink that he was drinking, that was, like, changing colors, it like creates like a physical spark when the two of you <laughs> kiss. And then I think we can fade the scene out there. Sounds good.
2: Mm. Oh I just remembered he was a dead person. Oh. <laughs> He's a fungus man. A dead <laughs> fungus man. There's no like
3: infection or anything. The fungus probably took care of all of that.
2: Yep. I ain't talking about an infection. Oh, just the thought of it. Oh man. Okay, it's fine. I mean, I don't live in this brave new future. (laughs) Still weird for me. So
1: the sharks were an easy one because you did all that they asked in terms of what you needed to do to pay off the debt. You went there and you reported, like, in the form of your show, you reported what was going on. And that's really all they asked of you. So all of your debt with the sharks is gone now. So that didn't play any role in how they reacted to you. But as we go forward, what I'm going to do is uh, each one of these is going to require an influence roll like uh, Greg's did, like Carol's did. But I'm going to subtract from the total half rounded up of the debt you have. So, for instance, total around all four of you, I think your total debt to fable is four. So when you Mm -hmm. roll 2d6 plus influence, you're going to then subtract two for that four debt you have with them. Uh Did we
2: all lose our debt to Scarlet? Yep. Yeah. Okay. So um, don't have any,
1: them But for the oh, folks you do have debt with, they're all going to offer you a tough choice to maybe get rid of that debt before you try and influence them. Okay. So that's oh. how that's going to work. My goodness. Who's um, up next and who are we talking to? Oh, did you have a question?
2: No, I want to talk to Karma Order.
1: Okay. What? Do you... Lee went second, not third? <laughs> what? <laughs> Unprecedented. <laughs> um, so the... Representative is Agent Candid Geyser, who you met at that uh, sort of dive bar on Daydream Station.
2: Remind me what kind of being Candid Geyser
1: is. She, I think she's a human. Let me see. Yep, I have written that she is a human-ass human. Okay. (laughs) Did you write it just like that? Yeah, that's how it's written in the in the species chart too. Cuz there's like there's so many different variants of human, right? There's cybernetic human and there's like half human, half a- and she's just a fucking human.
2: She got S- that big ass. She's <laughs> human. Ass.
1: Um uh so where where on the comet do you meet her, you think?
2: Hmm. Definitely at a bar.
1: Cool. hotel bar or the same bar? Um, oh, is it the same night? Is it the same night? do we just like pan over uh, <laughs> when Carol and uh, Buatrol kiss and we just pan over and we see Lirien and Candid Geyser sitting down?
2: Sure, yeah. Cool. But definitely like in a corner and out of sight.
1: Uh-huh. Yeah, I think like they like... And Lyrian's
2: like hardcore over Candid Geyser's shoulder like... Mm-hmm.
1: <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, and I think she spots it too and because and la- I mean she she watched the the show just for for intel reasons and i think she maybe became a little bit of a fan in doing so so i think the conversation Aww. starts with her laughing and saying uh and rem- she's like she dresses pretty plainly she's in like a tank top and some jeans she's a pretty like uh broad shouldered person um and i think she su- she laughs and she says uh as it's, it's good for him seems like he was uh seems like from the show he was a pretty good guy anyway uh what do you want to chat about
2: well I. Mostly just want to see where uh, where the karma order kind of falls in all of this. We're gonna have that meeting pretty soon, and you know, I just like to have my feelers out and see how things are going. Hmm.
1: Well, I mean, there's a lot of weird stuff. Like, I know, I know, there's a vote on the what to do with uh, that amulet thing. To be frank, we don't have too much interest in that. That's it's not really our our game. Honestly, it's something we would probably want out of our space anyway. Mm -hmm. Um, In terms of control of the planet, uh, our advocacy is just, you know, let whatever parties are there determine for themselves who wants to take a lead on things, uh, provided they're not doing anything untoward. And then given that they have no ability to defend themselves, if there were any sort of attempt on the planet, uh, we would act as sort of planetary defense uh for them not not purely out of uh altruism but just because it's it is it is an area that that we do protect and we and we don't want foreign actors claiming control of of that area
2: well speaking of are you aware of the scarlet shark soldiers typical mode of operating
1: <laughs> you know i don't know much as so far the earth is so far away from here i don't Honestly, I'm not sure if I've heard of it until last week, but seems like they're uh seems like they're a little aggressive.
2: They yes, they are, and they're also they have a bit of a Robin Hood complex. Do you know what I mean?
1: Is that the one about the the kid who stays <laughs> a boy forever or, or is that the one about the guy who takes from rich people?
2: That one. Yeah. Okay. So, I have a feeling they're going to try to move in on daydream station and make sure they keep the power there so i don't know how that's going to play if with they do you all. we're going to
1: be there with a sizable fleet to stop any sort of intrusion so you can <laughs> count on that
2: well i have to say i i've done a lot of dealings with the sharks and probably i will be again in the future and I'd like to have this whole thing end as well for me and mine as I can. So I'm just wondering, is there any kind of way that Karma Order and the Sharks could come to some kind of understanding? Hmm,
1: That's an interesting proposal. Not sure if I've had enough drinks to (laughs) make a decision like that. She orders another round and this one's said, on me. <laughs> cool. Roll 2d6 plus influence first. But minus the whatever? No, cuz you don't. don't owe karma anything.
2: Yeah. Oh. None of you do. 12. Look at these big rolls. <laughs> wow. Hey. Wow, this <laughs> we is not doing well
1: for mine. She <laughs> <laughs> She says uh I think you I think you get her drunk enough and she's like one of those happy drinkers, you know. And she says, "Okay, okay, I will. Uh, see what I can do talking to the sharks. See if I can tie anything over under one condition.
2: Okay, is it that you come back to my room later? Cause I'm down <laughs> for that.
1: <laughs> we can get there when we get there, honey. <laughs> one condition: I need to know a little bit more about you, cause y- I've been watching this show of yours, and you know." They portray you like you're the bad one, you know, like you're the <laughs> you're the one with the dark past and you're the one you know you're the assassin or the you know the the mad scientist in the corner, but look, I wasn't gonna bring this up, but uh believe it or not, your home planet's actually within uh it's within our space, so got a lot of record of you that I looked up, and sure you got a poisoning here or there, but but I have on record here that you made an antidote that saved an entire planet. And I just don't get what. You know, you could live as a hero. Why do you. You know, why do you play the scoundrel?
2: Well, in my humble opinion, and please bear in mind, I am quite drunk. <laughs> but, uh, the heroes. Well, look, they don't get to do this. They don't get to meet random hotties <laughs> and get drunk and, I don't know, get into stuff. Just have fun, live life. I, I just, uh I don't want to be too, look, I come from the streets and uh being too good around there don't get you any kind of love it it just get you knocked down more than anything and I don't know. I think I learned early on I just like to have fun and just you know, do birds
3: me just wanna
2: have
3: <laughs>
1: <birds>. <laughs> She says, Hey, that's a good enough answer for me. Uh Wow, I completely lost my train of thought. That last one was strong. Um <laughs> anyway, yeah, I'll see if I can uh yeah a ram guy Seems like uh, he's a bit of a... Pu- you know, he's big golem man. You know, he puts on airs, but he seems a bit of a pushover. I'll see what I can do. Who's up for another round?
2: Oh, you know how I always am.
1: We can fade it out there, I think. All right, shift nine. There's only one
3: left, right? Like, I mean, I guess there's two, but... There's two. I'm, I'm There's invisible to there, too. Yeah, I don't want to... I don't... Fuck them. Um, <laughs> <laughs> and there's And there's, like,
1: the smaller players of... Frankie's Boys and uh Tuva's group as well.
3: No, I think I think it's important for me to talk to um Fable specifically. Yeah. So representative from Fable is uh none other than everybody's
1: favorite politics <laughs> bot, Bill of Liberty.
3: Oh snap! <laughs>
2: yes! <Yeah. laughs> he is
1: he has rented out the penthouse suite of this newly built hotel and Prelia is there, and he is ordering them around to do a bunch of menial <laughs> tasks. Prelia is, is fine doing whatever as long as they uh, kind of can can move up in the ladder and and maybe make a name for themselves eventually. Uh, <laughs> in that's the background, muttering there.
2: about a traitor.
1: <laughs> uh Where do you, uh, do you meet uh, Bill in his uh, private suite, or do you meet him elsewhere?
2: Elsewhere.
3: <laughs> <laughs> where do you meet him? Like a, like the a space Arby's. I don't know. Just... <laughs> Arby's. Sorry. That was yeah. bad.
1: Okay, you can't just say space Arby's and have it not happen at space Arby's. <laughs> Somehow in the year 20XD6, Arby's still exists. It. <laughs> It still exists in the same way that it's surprising that it still exists now. I don't know anyone (laughs) that frequently visits Arby's, but it's still just clawing to life, isn't it? And that's how it is here on this comet. Um, You don't. None of them are
2: curly fries. None of them are ever full,
1: uh, and it's not full here either. Um, But you just the you see that that extremely bright neon uh, because it's in the future the 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 sign of that the little is it a cowboy hat what yeah the fuck yeah is that yeah. sign it's like a little uh, that, noodle that's in the shape of a cowboy hat yeah uh it's it's super bright in the future and it uses some future version of like a neon light to be really bright um and inside there are a bunch of uh drones serving you know piles of
3: roast beef <laughs> <laughs> and i feel like they 3d print roast beef (laughs) on your plate
1: (laughs) uh bill walks in and he looks around and he's very put off by this area but you know he he finds you and he sits down and before he does he sort of like brushes the seat off like and (laughs) uh he sits down and he says hello citizen i see this place is uh the kind of place that the average citizen would be able to afford, and that I can respect, as
3: he continues to, like, brush off the table and make grimacing faces. I, uh, wave over one of the bots. <laughs> Two of your finest cottage roast beefs, and, uh, extra, extra of that whatever-you-call-the-cheese thing. Roger, roger.
1: <laughs> Heads on off, and it grabs it. Uh, so, uh, Mr. Nine, it seems like you,
3: uh, have come to ask me a favor. My my name is Shift Nine. It's not like Mister Nine. I I'm like Madonna. So what is your last name? I'm like Madonna. <laughs> 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 All right, Mister Madonna. What is it that you What is it that you need? <laughs> uh, this actually that's fine. Um, I <laughs>
2: <laughs> I'll take it. <laughs>
3: Let's uh let's talk a little bit about the the, the remaining debt I have to Fable and uh what kind of rockin ratings you guys just had.
1: <laughs> what what do you mean rockin ratings?
3: Uh, I'm sure that the entire galaxy has watched this, right? Oh, like,
1: okay, I see what you're saying. Yeah, yeah. He says, uh, it seems you've done good work. You've put Fable on the spotlight, given us a a good name, and uh, frankly, I think the first few episodes. Uh, were a little better. I just found the the characters you interacted with were a little more colorful in those <laughs> early ones, but I can see why the the rest of it became a hit too. And I do appreciate uh you always showing our fine community
3: in a good light. You're talking. You mean the two episodes with you in them? You're talking about that?
1: Oh, right. so, was
3: I in both of those? I didn't even notice. Of course. uh, You didn't really talk about the debt, you just kind of talked about how oh, much you like seeing yourself. That, well, you know, the way I see it, this sort of system we
1: have of favors exchanging for favors, it, it almost seems like it really only benefits the folks in power and, you know, it just ends up being that the little folks like you end up having to do these menial tasks just to get back uh, to square one. So, with that
3: in mind, I've got a deal for you. To bring mm. you back to no debt at all. How's that sound? It, it doesn't sound like anything yet. You haven't told me the deal. Well, there's going to be a little vote. Uh, what do you call it?
1: Where a bunch of people come and have a conversation and they they, they
3: vote on things. What do you call that? A, a vote. Yeah, you
1: nailed it. Oh, good. Got it. Yes, of course. Must have been something wrong in my wiring, of course I would have known it was called that. (laughs) The matter that concerns us most closely is what to do about this whole Ariana system. Now, the Karma Order claims that they have control over this area and that they are protecting this area, but the way I see it, they... They provide nothing for the citizens in those systems other than a uh, an iron fist whenever they want to decide someone's done something wrong. So, what I need from you is when we vote on what to do with the ownership of the system as a whole. Now, the planet in particular I don't care for. Seems like a lot of poison and not a lot of people. It's that Ariana Toi that has my interest. So... We'll just take the whole system and I need you to with uh, you do your organization, as I understand, has a vote in this council. We'll need Did you. Did I know that before? You didn't know that you were represented on the council. Um, You might not. I I guess you, pr- you were probably informed before that uh, because like you were like on the ground and you, you saw it as sort of like a neutral party that people are saying that that you should have a vote in, in how things go down. So what Bill is I- asking you to do is there's going to be a vote to say whether or not. Uh, the karma orders claim on the the sector is legitimate uh, because it's claimed as unclaimed as we remember and that's something that like doesn't really fly by the standards of the factions of the earth system and so there's going to be a vote as to whether or not that claim to the territory is legitimate and fable is asking you to vote that it's not and if you do that then you won't owe them anything
3: is that the only vote that there's going to be
1: there's also gonna be a vote about what to do with O'Hare, and there's going to be so there's a vote on the on whether the Karma Order's claim to the sector is legitimate. There's gonna be a vote on what to do with O'Hare and the amulet that O'Hare is. Uh, and yeah. then there's gonna be a vote to decide what to do about whether or not there needs to be some sort of like external intervention to to the planet itself to ariana prime itself although you've gathered that in terms of what to do with the planet itself like or sorry what to do about the sector the factions are probably just gonna do whatever they they want unless you convince them otherwise the vote might just give them uh give their actions legitimacy that that won't make them look bad if they do the thing you know like yeah Like, Fable is probably still going to take control of the system no matter what the vote ends up being, but if the vote is in their favor, then it doesn't look bad for them.
3: Hmm. Bill, my very small amount of debt that I'm definitely going to make a huge amount of headway on in this particular month of shooting doesn't mean anything to you, so I do think that this vote means a little bit more than than just that, so sure, I'll vote with you, and I need your confidence. Let, just let just tell me what you think uh, should be done about this amulet. Hmm. Well, the
1: way I see it, those invisible bastards want to get their grubby hands all over it. And I say no. I want my clean hands all over it. That shit... Sorry. Excuse my language. I shouldn't be using such language around the great people of this Arby's. <laughs> that stuff could be used to help a lot of people back home. And maybe make the transition for uh, newly acquired planets a little smoother. Stop some of that uh, nasty protesting that always happens whenever we add a new planet to
3: our network. And I think the powers of that amulet could really speed up that process. So you're currently voting to uh, take it out of the hands of no one currently and into your hands specifically? That seems to be an accurate summary. All right. Well, let's change that. Um i'll vote with you on because seriously unclaimed is unclaimed no thanks that's that's a that's a trick right there no none of that we'll have we'll have a rule on the books that says you can't do that sounds great to me and i just need you to vote that um an unbiased third party could take control of the amulet as a thing that's best for the entire galaxy give me that roll Oh God! I'm gonna mess so
1: you're not up. gonna have to subtract. You're not gonna have to subtract anything because you're doing the. You're taking the deal. I haven't voted yet. I I mean. Yeah, but you're, <laughs> I mean, if you if you double back on this, there would be other consequences. I guess. Ah, okay, but, got it. Got it. Got it. Uh, as of right now, you don't have any debt because you took the deal. Okay, and
3: you said plus influence. Yep. Okay.
1: <laughs> <laughs> oh no! I'm not in the roller.
3: What was it? That would be a three. <laughs> the I got a one and a one and then I added one
1: wow okay
2: Lucas <laughs> <Huh? laughs> <Locus laughs> paying for our two twelves
1: yeah let me see what fun things I can do in this oh situation
3: boy. this sounds awful why did I get the fail on Bill of Liberty this is gonna
2: be the worst <laughs> this is the one that mattered <laughs> I know for Port O'Hare Although, I was trying to help the people at Dream Station, but...
3: Yeah, of course, but this, I feel like this conversation didn't really involve them.
2: Well, if if Fable takes over the whole system, then they're taking over Dream Station, too. I suppose so. Hmm. Yeah, okay. It's also also very complicated.
1: (laughs) He says, Hmm, I don't think these terms really fit our interest. I'm not sure one vote. It's worth changing our advocacy for the entire second issue, so I will propose new terms. Same terms as before, except your little, uh, what do you call it? Do you call it a television show? Your, your, your program? It's, any of those will work, yes. Seems to be getting a lot of traction these days, and, well, I think it would, uh,
3: you, like There's a heartbeat monitor on the screen of the show, and uh, Shift 9 is going like... I think now that
1: it's being broadcast uh, across the galaxy, galaxies, rather, it'd be a shame for uh, people to get the wrong idea of fable in our interest. You know, people so often take the words of politicians out of context, I'm sure. Some... As we can both agree, I've been nothing but cordial this entire time, and I'm sure someone will have already taken my words out of context.
3: So, if you want me to... There's like a really long stream of all the things, all the memes that (laughs) I personally generated during our conversation of him (laughs) owning himself. If you want us to uh,
1: not try to get our hands on this this, uh, life-changing technology, I'll need... In all future broadcasts of your perform of your program, I'll need uh, a final OK from from our
3: communication office to make sure that the messaging is aligned with ours. The entire point of my show and of me joining Fable is to not have these kind of regulations. Bill, I'm sure you know that regulation. Oh, such a nasty word. It's more like we'll
1: be. Creative assistance with final say, <laughs> no deal, no deal, sorry, all right, well, those were my terms. Can I please leave this uh as as like the the owner walks by fine establishment
3: and small business uh, <laughs> now you've barely touched your uh hash uh, roast beef cottage. <laughs> I'd like to leave some of it for the next customer. (laughs) Gross. Find us on Facebook and Twitter at VREcast, or check out our website at vre.show. Uh, go ahead and send us some questions for the after show. It's coming up soon. Uh, our email is hi at vre.show. Follow Lirian at Yosef Bridge, Shift 9, that's me, at Logan Jenkins, Carol at White Wing, and the Galactic Overlord at the Travis W. Please rate and review us on Apple Podcasts and tell a friend about the show. Those are the best ways to help us out. And thanks to RPG Casts on Twitter that's at RPG underscore casts for including us in their list of diverse podcasts. Check out their website, rpgcast.com, for a great list of other diverse podcasts. Goodbye!
1: got yeah, a little too close to Goofy there at the end for for my call. Uh-huh. like my shows. <laughs> Goodbye, replining. guy. Gorge
3: Taylor, how would you describe our show?
0: It's like a D and D podcast, but we don't play D and D. Yup. It's set in space with
1: six different races
3: that all consider themselves human,
1: even though some are water-breathing frog people.
3: And some are massive, brutish nerds with face ridges. Some are just big assholes.
2: (laughs) Jeff is the guy in charge.
3: I am the lore master.
2: It's set in the future.
3: Actually, it's a different fantasy universe. Okay, and we roll dice. It's called Shattered Worlds RPG, and you're all invited. Shattered 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 Worlds.